nobody was showing. And I, and I went to look online and I thought, well, who's, who's helping? And I found agencies that were charging stupidly high amounts for, for, for what, would, what is literally common sense tactics. So what I did, I put my hand up and said, listen, I was more than happy one night after the restaurant is closed, put on a little workshop, I'll get my whiteboard out and I'll, sh- I'll show you five things that I can do that I'm doing right now to increase my diet booking so I don't have to rely on these OTAs. Who wants to attend? And five people put their hand up. And that was 2016. That was the first ever people to put their hand up. It was the first five people I ever taught. And it just literally has snowballed from there. I created a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community because there was no online help and support. That, that was meant to be just for Scarborough and Whitby. But just like with anything, word of mouth spreads. And people, I was going in every day and sort of saying, listen, this is what, this is what you do with Facebook. This is what you do with all these things. And the word spread. And in four years, it has now grown to over 6,000 members all over the world, every walk of hospitality. Uh, it's got an engagement rate, which is really cool. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother, I love when we do days of back-to-back shows because I am so fired up from the previous podcast, and I get fired up when we start talking to the new guests about this podcast, so it's just so exciting. Um, the previous podcast, guys, if you haven't listened to it, it was amazing cover everything from vacation rentals to getting to a little boutique hotel and it's such a cool story with the guys and i'm really excited for this guest because i mean the direct booking god i i, I hear at least that's that's what the rumor is so that's that's you know i'm i'm excited because we can all use more direct booking and less money to airbnb so yeah i'm stoked yeah, absolutely. So I, I connected and I'll introduce Mark in a second, but uh, I had heard him, I don't know, give a presentation maybe two or three months ago at a, at a mastermind group that I was in and just, you know, I hadn't seen anybody else that can really articulate and really drive direct bookings. Like so many people are like testing things and trying things. And Mark has been at this game he grew up in this game and I'll tell you his backstory in a second. And he's really refined that process and he's helping hosts, you know, start getting their own bookings, driving their own, you know, direct booking website, doing marketing and uh, actually like creating a brand, a brand instead of just getting a listing, getting a property, throwing it on Airbnb and just letting it ride. This is, you know, really taking your short-term rentals and turning it into a business. So, Without further ado, I want to introduce Mark Simpson. He is, uh, he's got a company called Boostly, which is basically catered to helping hosts launch, automate, and scale their short-term rental businesses and really start to drive direct bookings. And, you know, his backstory, he grew up, you know, as a kid over in the UK. Um, and I believe it was his parents or his grandparents, they owned like a boutique, like B&B type of property on a farm. And when he got a little bit older, he started looking at, all right, how can I help them actually start to market this thing and, and get more you know, people here? And over years and years of refining you know, a website and different marketing campaigns, he's really dialed in this process and he's continued to evolve that over the last, call it 10 years, as things have really changed with social media and websites and all the OTAs and platforms. And he, I refer to him as like the king of direct bookings. Like he is the guy to learn direct bookings. And he's got some amazing content on YouTube, on his website, and we'll link all that stuff up in the show notes. But without further ado, Mr. Simpson, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. I am. I said off air before we, I realized we even came online. I'm jealous of these backgrounds. I've got this plain white uh, white background here. I want to get my uh, I want to get my live STR secrets uh, background. We'll send day. it to you. 
Yeah, that's all I wanted. And I do love that intro. I love that intro. I was saying off air, I've been binging on the on the YouTube videos uh, and I, I live for that intro. So to, to witness it live is a dream come true. So thank you for having me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, th- thanks for being here, man. So why don't you, I know I gave like that 30,000 foot, 30 second overview, but kind of walk us back through that, you know, growing up in the hospitality industry, basically, and, and where that has taken you and how you started getting in the game and now, you know, where you're at now. Yeah. Um, so I'm from a little town called Scarborough in, in, in the UK. It's the Northeast. It's uh, a fun fact. It's the second most visited area in the UK after London. Not a lot of people know that. It's a tiny town, but it was one of the first ever touristy towns in, in England because of the uh, when they installed the railways in back in, you know, back in the black and white days. And in Scarborough, Whitby and the Yorkshire coast, Every second or third house is a form of hospitality, whether it's a B&B, a hotel or a rental. It's just so popular. And I grew up on a 200 acre farm. So like you say, Mike, it's, a, it's actually a sixth generation farm. It's been around for, for you know, in, in England, buildings of history, you know, unlike, unlike the USA, buildings of history past a couple of hundred years, you know. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's been around for a long time. It's always been farming, arable, crop, you name it. It's, it's always been that. It's really interesting that recording this now in the middle of a pandemic and a crisis because in the 90s, there was a thing called the foot and mouth crisis in, the, in, the, in, in, in England. And um, farms were absolutely destroyed because they're having to, to kill off a lot of their, their, their profit, their livestock. And my parents, they had an amazing foresight for this. And they basically transformed one of the barns into a four bed, bed and breakfast. And it was like farm stay. Now you can literally go on Instagram and you can find tons of farm stays, you know, cause they're Instagrammable. But back then nobody was doing it. So they were one of the early movers, which is a real cool like business lesson, even for now when everybody's zigging, you zag. And again, they didn't know what they were doing, but they did it. And this is like before the time of the internet, you know, this is before the time of Google. So they open in the middle of nowhere. And they just give it a go. And it was really successful because the views are stunning. It's an epic location. Um, They did the old school advertising of advertising in magazines and newspapers. And word of mouth obviously was really popular back then. And I'm growing up in all of this. So I'm five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm, you know, I've gone from being on a 200 acre farm where nobody's there to always having somebody in your kitchen every single day, which is insane. You know, I've always just had people around and I've grown up in that, um, which is probably why I'm so used to talking, which I'm quite good at doing this. Mm. But um, what happened was, is that I'm like 12, 13, 14, and this is getting really popular. So I've been knocked down another barn and they turn that into then a 14 bed guest house and it's getting even more popular. So we had a tea rooms on and a restaurant. So we're getting the local trade and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing and I'm witnessing all of this. I'm working in it. I'm doing all the beds, changing all the beds. But, you know, as a 14, 15, 16 year old, I am um, hell bent on doing one thing and that's escaping. I'm a, I want to escape Scarborough. I want to escape this little bubble of England where, where I live. And my passion is soccer, football, as we call it over here. And I'm a massive Liverpool fan. And I wanted to be more than anything a football player. But there's one problem. I am shit at football. Not very good at all. <laughs> but I could coach it. And I figured I could coach it. So I dropped out of college. I got a job working for the local coaching team. And I, and I started doing youth development. And I got good at that. And I got my qualifications. And then I got an, um, a, a job offer in America. And I was like, amazing. So I jumped on a plane, got to America. That was my escape. And I did that for six years. Traveled every state in America. Absolutely loved the place. Mm. Uh, but then I realized that the only way for me to, to get like a proper coaching career over there, I needed to have a playing background and I didn't. So um, in 2006, I came back to the UK and my buddy had just finished uni and he was like, right, I'm off one way ticket to Bangkok. Do you want to come? And I was like, Thailand. Yeah, amazing. So I jumped on a plane and, and went off with him, spent whatever money I saved up in America. And I did that for two years, just traveling, just bouncing around, backpacking. We got to Australia and um, I did what everybody does, very stereotypical. Britain, Australia, I worked in bars, restaurants, again, back in hospitality. And um, after I grew up and <laughs> I came back home in 2009, me and the, just the same buddy, my best friend since free, we were sat in a little cafe in Scarborough and we we're like, right, where are we going to go next? And the only obvious place to us was London. So we jumped on a train proper Dick Whittington style down to London. And that's where I fell into marketing and sales. So Mm -hmm. it was at this job 
which is Yelp, which is a, a US-based company. So at Yelp, it was it was Quipe at the time, but it got acquired by Yelp. But I was basically doing sales and marketing. And I just became obsessed with, with, with all the things marketing. This is 2013. This is 2012, 2011, 2010. So this is when Twitter's getting popular. This is when Facebook's actually becoming a thing. TripAdvisor was the number one review tool. Booking.com was just about to come on the scene. Airbnb wasn't even around then. Expedia was like the kings of it. And I was, I was just in it and I was witnessing it and I was loving it and I just geeked out on it. And then in 2012, my eldest was born. So I've got three boys, uh, two, shit, five and seven. Nearly forgot their ages then. And, um, at that time, my parents had had the business for 25 years and I'm the one, I'm the eldest of four. And they asked me and my wife if we wanted to come into the business because they've been doing it for a long while and they needed help getting online. And we thought about it for a minute and we said, yeah, let's do it. So we, we went back up to the farm and we just got stuck in living it, breathing everything like 24 hours a day we were, we were doing it. And my job, like Mike said, was to implement marketing tactics into the family business and it i just just went all in facebook twitter uh, instagram was starting to get popular at the time google you name it just all of the tactics so um, we got listed everywhere did all of the things and it went really well so in the space of 18 months we um grew to the the top three rated uh, business on TripAdvisor in the area. We had the largest followed Facebook page independently in the area. We were winning awards. And the, me- the main thing is, is that we weren't relying on online third parties to bring in our bookings. This is the key. Because in 2016, I started to go to local tourism meetings and I started to meet other hosts, other bed and breakfasts, rental people, people that were doing Airbnb, whatever. You know what? We all used to meet. Um, the, the local council used to put them on. And it was at these meetings, I realized that so many of these hosts were overlying on booking.com because they, they, were, they were complaining. They're saying we're paying too much commission. Uh, we, you know, uh, the, the guests aren't as good as when they book direct. And I was, and I just said to them, well, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing to... Um, get your own bookings because I naively thought what what I was doing, everybody was doing. And that's not the case. You know, when you sort of zoom out, just because you're doing something doesn't mean like the the next door neighbor is doing it or whatever. So um, after listening to him complain for a while, I started to to look around to see what help there was. And there was nothing. Like there was, these councils were were not doing anything. They were saying, listen, what you've got to do is you've got to do X, Y, and Z. Nobody was showing and I, and I went to look online and I thought, well, who's, who's helping? And I found agencies that were charging stupidly high amounts for, for, for what, would, what is literally common sense tactics. So what I did, I put my hand up and said, listen, I was more than happy one night after the restaurant is closed, put on a little workshop. I'll get my whiteboard out and I'll, sh- I'll show you five things that I can do that I'm doing right now to increase my diet booking so I don't have to rely on these OTAs. Who wants to attend? And five people put their hand up. And that was 2016. That was the first ever people to put their hand. It was the first five people I ever taught. And it just literally has snowballed from there. I created a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community because there was no online help and support. That, that was meant to be just for Scarborough and Whitby. But just like with anything, word of mouth spreads. And people, I was going in every day and sort of saying, listen, this is what, this is what you do with Facebook. This is what you do with all these things. And the word spread. And in four years, it has now grown to over 6,000 members all over the world, every walk of hospitality. Uh, it's got an engagement rate, which is really important, of 95%. So out of those 6,000 members, 95% of them show up every day and engage, which is really, which is really key. Um, and it's just become the most engaged Facebook group, so much so that Facebook now are coming to me, wanting to add me into like power admins on, on, on Facebook because it's such an engaged group. And the offset of that is that because I was like the admin and I was providing all this help, People were coming to me and asking me questions. And I was like, listen, I can't answer all of these emails. I can't answer. It's literally too much. So what I did is I, I, I basically one day, I just set a plan out on my lucky whiteboard, set a whole plan out, recorded tons of training videos on Facebook, everything. I dumped it all into a, a Dropbox folder and just said, right, this is what I've created. I'm going to call it the Boostly Academy. And that was in 2018. And that was like the first sort of pivot from working one-to-one to one-to-many. And now 2020, 
Uh, we've got over 630 members in that Boothley Academy. We now do uh, website design as well. We are now the market leaders in website design for hospitality industry. We've got the Boothley podcast, the YouTube channel, and we've also got a thing called Boothly Content Creator. So what, what I've created is just the one-stop shop for anybody who wants to increase their direct bookings and not have to rely on these OTAs, which is, which is what we're going to talk about today. Mm. And that's why we have the man, the myth, and the legend in the house. Yeah. That, that is quite the backstory. And to your point, right? Like I know for me, I did a lot of research around, especially after we got the boutique hotel, it was like, all right, what what do I do for like organic actual marketing and not just like slapping it up on some of the OTAs? Like, how do I drive direct bookings? What do I do with this email list, email list of 2000 past guests that we just acquired? Like, what do I do? Right. And there's, there was nothing that I could really find. And then when I saw you speak a couple months ago, I was like, boom, this, this guy's got it dialed in. So I guess from, from your point of view, um, if, if you were working with somebody that's, you know, got some, got some properties up, say they're on Airbnb, Verbo, maybe booking.com. What are some like strategic steps, like from a, a timeline standpoint, is it immediately get to the, the, the direct booking website up and then start set up an Instagram or like from a tactical standpoint, chronologically, like what types of things would you have somebody start doing? Amazing. I'm, I'm literally going to say any questions that you've got at all, throw them at me because I'm more than happy to answer. We, we can go for a record length of time for a podcast if you want, because this is this is what I love talking about. So first and foremost, and I assume that everybody, but most of the people that are listening to this um, are probably at a stage where they're over-reliant on, on Airbnb. They might be listening on Airbnb because it's like it's an American thing it's, it, and you know it's just easy to do, right? So the first thing, and I am part of a lot of Facebook groups, you know, this is, I am part of these groups because I like to see what the conversation is because it helps me to what to talk about. And in, especially in America in particular, I've discovered a lot of Facebook orientated groups around Airbnb. And I, I love looking in there because they literally are on Airbnb. Everything is synced to Airbnb and that's it. And the big, the big motto that I've been saying for four years and, and everybody just goes, yeah, Mark, all right, sound, it's all right. You know, 2016, yeah, it's all right, it's all right. You're talking about that. You just go over there in your little corner and talk about direct bookings. 2017, stay over there in the corner. 2018, 2019, literally stay over there, don't talk to me. 2020, middle of March, when Airbnb do the Thanos snap, and literally everybody woke up and the notification said, oh, by the way, Mr. Guest, doesn't matter what the cancellation policy is over here, you've got, you can freely cancel your Airbnb and not one step. And, you know, they've, they've come out now and said, listen, this was an error. But at not one step did they give us the host prior knowledge. Right. So literally we all woke up and to cancellations and. I was in these Facebook groups and I was just watching post, post, post. Literally people lost tens of thousands, all of their revenue over literally a Thanos snap. And that right there is why you never, ever, ever build your house on someone else's land. All right. And this is the important note to everybody watching. Now, I, I absolutely love that interview with the Aussie, Julie George, the million dollar host. She's I think great. She's I love a Julie. phenomenal lady. And I'm stalking her all over social media because I want to chat to her. But there's one question I would love to ask her is what did she do? Because Australia has had one of the strictest, strictest lockdowns in the whole world. Australia, New Zealand, really strict. They couldn't accept guests in anywhere. They, they literally couldn't go out of the state. So what was her mindset in, in, in Australia in March and in April? Because she, she heavily admits it. She relies solely on that platform. And you asked her the question about, do you try going elsewhere? And she was like, no, nah, I'm sound. But to me, that is the biggest error. Now, maybe she can get away with it because million dollar, $8 million host, which is phenomenal. But it's like, the problem is, is that if you are loads of levels down here and you're not, you, you haven't got that massive, massive revenue, but you can just offset and you literally, you are reliant month to month to make sure the bills are coming in. So you can pay your landlords that your, your property people that you're, you're doing it. Like it's, it's the worst thing that you can do. So I am not saying boycott the OTAs far from it. I list on everywhere. You know, I am, <laughs> I don't know how far I can swear on here, but I'm a slut for it. I will literally put it everywhere. You know, I will put our property on every channel because you have to diversify where your business is, you know? And, I've, and I did a training video. It's 30 minutes long. It's one of my most watched YouTube videos because I literally showed you how to pick websites and listing sites that are relevant to your niche, 
to your location and to what your business is all about, right? And this is really important because you need to be listed on Airbnb if you do a Google search in your location and you do, for example, family-friendly property or boutique hotel in Boston or boutique hotel wherever, and out of the top 10 searches on Google, if Airbnb come up nine out of 10 times, well, don't be silly, don't be stupid, list on there because that's where all the traffic is going. You know what I mean? And the trick is though, that you get listed everywhere. Now, the first thing that people say to me on that is, well, Mark, I'm then gonna have to update my calendar on X, Y, and Z. It's gonna take me lots of time. Well, no, you don't because you get clever. You get a PMS, property management software, channel manager, which then, and I know you've had um, Anarag from Price Labs on, again, you get Price Labs, channel manager, PMS, you sorted. You can literally go everywhere. And a thing about a good PMS and a good channel manager is that you input the rates once on here and then it can offset everywhere. So you'll never get double booked, which again, in 2016, this wasn't around, you know, I had to very, very quickly when a booking came in, I very quickly had to log on to Airbnb and block it off. But now that's been sorted. You know, the reason why Airbnb right now are, are pivoting to a 15% commission model and scrapping the, the service charge is because they are taking on booking.com. And booking.com have got a flat rate of 15%. They don't have this service charge. This, this mad service charge that the guests pay is always like this sticking point. And this is where Airbnb are struggling right now because they're going, right, let's knock off the service charge, make it look like a win. And to the actual host itself, they've got a lot of explaining to do to jump from 3% to like 15% or whatever it's going to end up being. Um, and because Airbnb are doing that because they know that the only way they're going to take on booking.com, the only way they're going to integrate hotel tonight and they're going to actually be able to take them on is by having a system that is literally viable on PMSs, channel managers everywhere, because that's a major problem at the moment, right? So what you need to do as a host, number one, if you are, all of your bookings, all of your calendar comes out of Airbnb, your homework tonight, and I want you to message me tomorrow, is go and sign up to a PMS. Now, the problem, I could ask Mike, I could ask Emmanuel, I could go into the SDR group with Jasper and Eric, I could ask, I could ask 10 people and go, right, 10 people, who do, you, who do you use? The problem is they'll all tell you a different one because there are over 300 different PMSs. It's, it's ridiculous. You know what? There's definitely not a monopoly in that market, right? The, what I did is I interviewed 100 people and I did a proper pros and cons. So if you go to boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash P-M-S, the blog is there, go and read it, find one that works for you and off you go. Or check out this guy, Terry White. I don't know if you've ever heard of Terry. He's part of Matt Landau's um, Inner Circle group. He's a phenomenal guy, Terry. He's Mr. PMS. He, what he doesn't know about a PMS isn't worth knowing. And he created something called the Keystone Awards. And the Keystone Awards, we're about to do one for 2021, but they take all of the PMSs and they do a proper award show. Um, I think Touch Day, I know you've had David, David's how we got in contact. You know, um, David from Touch Day, they actually won, not Touch Day, not Touch Day. Hostfully. Sorry. Hostfully. <laughs> that might be getting me in trouble. But Hostfully, <laughs> Hostfully, they won the PMS at, um, Keystone Awards. All right. And uh, amazing guys. I love Hostly. Hostly sponsor my, my podcast. I've known them for years. That they're, they're really good guys. Brad and, and David, everybody at Hostly. Touch Day are amazing as well. Hostly are really cool. And they got the PMS. So you can either go with the prestige or you can just do your own research. My own recommendation, find three or four that everybody shouts about and then call them up and have a demo with every one of them. Whichever one works for you, go with. But the main thing is do it. Don't procrastinate. I know people that spend months figuring out which one they're going to go with. It's ridiculous. Just pick one and go with it. Done is better than perfect. That's a quote from Mark Zuckerberg. And I think he knows something about getting a business going, right? So you've got your PMS. Next thing you need to do, you need to get a website. You know, you, <laughs> the, one of the main things why guests book with Airbnb and booking.com is because they think it's safe. You know what I mean? They think it's safer to book with Airbnb and booking.com to book direct. Why? Because most hosts, when it comes to somebody taking a direct booking, a guest will come to you, right? And they'll go, Mark, 
I want to, I want to book of you direct. And I, I, me with no website and I'm literally using a Gmail email account go, yeah, absolutely. Send me an email to Mr. Mark Scamson at, at gmail.com and give me your PayPal details and I'll take a payment. It's like, whoa, what, what the, what's going on here? You know what I mean? I can, it's got to be secure. I, you, I don't know you from Adam. So you need to get a website. You need to look like you actually know what you're talking about. It's super simple. You know, um, all of these channel managers, they offer a free uh, website. But if you're going to do this properly, don't go for that free website because it has no bearings in Google. It, you are so restricted in what you can do. It's free for a reason. You know, if you buy cheap, you buy twice, right? So get a WordPress website. That's the main thing I would say. Wix, Squarespace, all of that. Just get a WordPress website. You know, I'm literally knocking off everything that you need to do here because like, this can all be overwhelming. It's the first thing that you've ever heard about this, this lack, right? So you've got a website, WordPress website. You've got a PMS, which is literally powering your, your bookings. Then what you've got to do is on your website, you actually have to state the reasons why someone should book direct. This is my biggest, biggest, um, what's the word? Pain point? Well, come on, help me out here. Thing that annoys me. This thing that annoys me, right? Is that so many people have a website, lovely picture, right? Uh, you scroll down and go, oh, this is a little bit about who we are. This is a little bit about the family. This is why we got into this, amazing. A little bit more about the properties. You go down a little bit more. This is how you book. Lovely. Not one mention about the benefits of booking direct. And I'm going to give you all a top tip right now on how you can actually convert an Airbnb booking into a direct booking or a booking.com booking into a direct booking with literally one simple thing. And it costs you no money at all. All right. Are you ready for this? Is that all right to do? Oh, I love the buildup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me have a drink first. Cause I talk a lot. I've just had some new tropics and it just literally gets my brain going. You ever seen that movie, Limitless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have a new tropic. All right, next thing. So what you're going to do is you, um, you you set up your PMS and you've got an automated email service. So Mike and Amalia, did you, do you have a PMS, yeah? Do you have a property manager? Yeah, who do you have? Yes. Yep. Hostfully. Uh, we actually just Hostfully. both moved to Hostfully to take it out. So. Sponsors, they're going to love me for it now after I've called them touch day. I do apologize again. So right, you've got Hostfully and you've got automated emails, right? So when a booking comes in, doesn't matter what platform it comes in, right? You get an automated email that goes out to the, to the guest, right? In that email, everybody amend the copy, all right? So your checking time, Mike, what's your checking time? Four o'clock. Four o'clock, right? Here's what you're going to do. On your checking time, your checking time will always stay 4 p.m., all right? What you're going to do, though, is you're going to go on to Airbnb, you're going to go on to Booking.com, Verbo, Expedia, and change that checking time to 6 p.m., all right? So you've got 4 p.m., 6 p.m. Bear, bear with me on this one. Now, when the email confirmation goes out, so it's going to be, dear Mark, thank you so much for your booking. Just to confirm you're staying in here. Your dates of arrival is here. Your checkout date is here. Please read the next information. It's really important about your check-in. If you have checked in, if you have booked with us, sorry, via email, phone call, or our website, your check-in time is 4 p.m. If you have booked with us via a third party, i.e. Airbnb, booking.com, call them out. Your check-in time is 6 p.m. If you would like um, to chat about your, your reservation at any point, please call me directly on my mobile, my WhatsApp, whatever it is on da-da-da-da, right? Now, psychologically, if I'm a guest and I see that email, what are you going to think? God Ugh. damn it. I, I want to check in earlier. <laughs> yeah, because when you go on vacation or when you go for a work do or a wedding or whatever, you literally want to get to somewhere. And if you've done a drive, you know, I've got three boys. After three hours, they go batshit crazy. They literally, I could just put them outside the window. You know, they literally are doing our heads in after three hours. So if you're a family and you've driven for three, four, five hours and you get to the location, the last thing you want to do is to then have to go somewhere else for a couple of hours before you can get in, right? Psychologically. And again, if you're going to a, an event or whatever, you just want to get in, dump the bags and go. Now, if you see that email, psychologically, you're thinking, well, hang on a second. If I'd have booked direct, I could get in earlier. How do I get that earlier? So what's he going to do? He's going to pick up the phone and call you because you've made it the barrier of entry so easy. So they'll call you. And then when they call you, it's just how good your sales is. Of course, absolutely, Mark, no problem. So just just so I know, can you just confirm, please, your email address and just confirm your card details. If you just go on to X, Y, or Z, go on to Airbnb, go on to booking.com, cancel your booking for me. I can't do it for you. You go and cancel it. And then what I'll do is I'll book you in directly. You'll get an email confirmation. You're all sorted. You get the earlier checking time. What I'll also do 
this is an, is an optional extra, I'll also knock 10% off the price. Because again, Airbnb, moving to a 15% commission model, booking.com, 15% plus commission model. If you can knock that, say 5%, then every booking you're saving five, maybe 10%. You don't even have to have that at the monetarial value because people don't care about money as much as what we believe that they care about money. What they want is the incentives. They want to get in early. You know what I mean? So save the incentives for your direct bookers. And whatever you do, talk about it on that website, on that homepage, earlier check-in time when you book direct, welcome pack when you book direct, free Wi-Fi when you book direct, you know, and then go on to the OTAs and mark it down that they, this is the 6 p.m., whatever, you know what I mean? Talk about it. If you go on, to, and if you're thinking, well, this sounds all well and good, but is, can, can we do this? All you need to do, go look at Hilton. Go look at Marriott. Go look at these big chains. Go look at what they do. Go look at their benefits of booking direct. And you will see every single one of them have got an awards program or a rewards or a whatever program. It's the most simplest way, but nobody does. But it works. 100% works. I know because I've worked for me and, and my family business. And it's worked for over a thousand people that I've got over a thousand clients now. And we do this and we help them do this. We show them how to do this. And it's literally done in minutes and you can forget about it. So it's a set and forget. Hmm. let's just say on average four out of 10 times it'll work. But those four times you can collectively say five, 10, 15% commission. Amazing. And before anybody thinks it, cause I guarantee in the comments, somebody now is sat there going, Oh, Mark, what booking.com and um, get annoyed at you? No, because you haven't initiated anything. It is the guest canceling, not you. You as the host can never, ever, ever cancel a booking because your algorithm will get, you know, you never want to do it. But if the guest does it, you're sound. Guests cancel all the time. Average 36% cancellation rate when a guest books on an OTA, which is stupidly high. So it just goes down on that. So there you go. Any questions? <laughs> oh, so many. So many, but nothing, nothing particular. I mean, actually, what is important to kind of listen to, and, and I think this has been a theme of everybody that we have on the show in the past month. Is, is the clues to our success are in all the other industries that kind of tie into our industry, right? Because if you are a marketing guy and you can bring what Mark was able to bring to the vacation rental business, that's when you can revolutionize your business, right? So what, what is it like? It's funny, right? I had this memory as soon as you started talking about your family with a B&B. I had this memory that I haven't had since I was a kid, but my family, whenever we used to I, I was born and raised in Sardinia, Italy, right? So to us in the summer, we want to do something different. We would go to the UK. And I remember staying in a, in a, in a B&B in the UK. And that was the very first time we did that. And was <clears throat> out in the farm. And the lady had chickens in the morning. And she made tea with biscuits, right? And it was this whole experience. Um, so what is that business like now? Like, Do you guys have it still? Do you run it yourself? Well, right now, right now, um, right now where we are at this stage, and I don't know when this is going to, I know this is going live in the Facebook group, but like out into the public right now, there is an offer. So the business has actually been for sale for three years. We moved into the business back in 2012 with one goal to grow, 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 to then sell it at the, at the peak, you know, and it's not just a and b So it's free holiday cottages. It's also a wedding venue, a restaurant, tea rooms. It is the whole shebang. It was like a proper experience when you go. And then in 2017, at late 2017, early 2018, we put it on, on the market. And long story short, lots of faffs. And, you know, it's actually, this is a funny story. The, the, there was meant to be a completion this year on March the 26th. On March the 23rd, Mr. Boris Johnson put the whole country in lockdown. But was on the 24th, the mortgage company called for the buyers and go, nah, this ain't happening, which is a shame. You know, I've never told anybody that. But we're now getting to a point where the new buyers are coming and hopefully next week there's going to be a completion. So my mom and dad can retire and we can just close that chapter on, on what has been a phenomenally successful time. But one thing I do want to say, I just want to pick up on what you're saying. And I, and I, I know full well, that there's going to be at least one person in the comments or one person that is thinking this is we well, are hospitality. We're not really hospitality. As soon as you get a guest walk through your door I don't care what you say. You're no longer property managers or property people or whatever you want to call it. You are in hospitality. You're in my world because you have got people in your house or in the houses that you're looking after. So 
you may be thinking, well, this is all well and good, but he came from a B&B background. Bullshit. You, have all these tactics work for this business, hospitality, rental, glamp site, farm stays, big hotels, little hotels, they work for everybody. The trick is, are you going to action on it? And this is what I want everybody to be doing. Like you can hear that. I mean, there's so many content out there. You've got an amazing podcast. I love what you guys do. The, free, the two of you bounce off each other so well. And I love the interviews and, and who you're interviewing. I, I binge off. It's one of my lists, right? There's so much content here. And you've got so many other people now who are doing like marketing for hospitality. But the problem that I see, and I see it every day, is that people just listen, 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 listen. And then you go, all right, well, what did you do last week? Nothing. I just, you know, I watch Netflix, Mint series on Netflix. You know what I mean? It's like, take one thing that I tell you today and do it tomorrow. Whether that's get a website finally, get a PMS, do that email trick, just do one thing. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you start doing that now in six months time and say for whatever reason, if, and it doesn't have to be a global pandemic for that final snap. It literally could be, you could wake up one morning and Airbnb have gone, I'll just cancel your account. Or it could be you get two bad reviews in a row and you're, and you're literally your algorithm tanks, your super host status goes. Let's start now preventing this from ever happening again. So if for a reason, if Airbnb literally does go down the shitter, then you have got other avenues that you can go down. Booking.com, direct bookings, Expedia, VRBO, or whatever comes along next, whatever this thing going to be. My big goal, the reason why I do all of this is that in Four years ago, I set a 25-year goal. In 25 years, I want to get the OTAs to lower their rates and to give more power back to us, the hosts. And the only way I'm going to do that is by not just standing on the Granaries Facebook page and going book direct, book direct, book direct. Because I'll just literally look like that loon in the middle of the town center or on the high street holding up a sign saying the end is nigh. It's not going to work. The way I'm going to do this is by coming on podcasts like this, by doing my own podcast, by basically educating the hosts, educate the host to show them what they can do. And then the host then educate the guests, educate the guests on book direct. And it is slowly happening. It is slowly happening. Five years in, it is definitely happening. If you've got to just go onto the Skift forum, look at the Skift news, direct bookings this year, because Airbnb and booking.com have closed off so many calendars because of lockdowns. Everybody now is pivoting to direct bookings, which is why I'm really ramping up what I'm talking about, because it's the perfect time now to act on it. So whoever's listening to this, just what all I ask is just do one thing. Don't get overwhelmed because I do throw a lot of stuff your way and I talk really fast and a weird accent, but you know, just do one thing and you'll be sound. hundred percent. And for those to take the action on getting the direct booking site, just go to Boostly. Like I've, I've sent a couple people over there. I know you know, my buddy Nick just bought a jailhouse that he turned into a and b You guys hooked him up, set it all up. And like, it's so reasonably priced. I was telling Mark offline, I'm like, dude, I got to get you to charge more because the value is so insane for what you guys do. It's massively valuable. And just when you take it to that next level, not only does it give you more control, it boosts your brand. And then I know for me, initially I was thinking like, well, I still don't want to be the bad guy, like in a pandemic, like I get it, people need to cancel. But what you can do to manage cash flow is I'm not the jerk, but I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Let's, I'll give you a credit to a future stay, but you don't control the cash when you're on an Airbnb. You can't really offer that. But if, if they've already made their deposit for uh, the stay in two weeks and somebody gets COVID, it's like, I totally get it. You got to take care of your family. Um, we're already past the cancellation period, but what I want to do is I want to offer you that credit. We'll just move that credit to a future stay. And then boom, like you're managing your cash flow that way and everybody wins. Yeah, 100%. And, and you've hit the nail on the head. You had the power to do that. When it's a direct booking, people always assume the direct booking is that, oh, you, you save the commission. That's not it at all. That's not at all. The most valuable commodity that there is in the world right now, if anybody's watched Social Dilemma on Netflix, it's data. Right? And this is the reason why Airbnb are so pernickety at trying to give you information. They don't want it. I can see a point next year or in 2022 where they stop giving you the phone number because they are so anal about this because they don't want you to have their email address. You don't, they don't want you to contact the guest and convert them to a direct booking. They yeah. are so paranoid about that because you then have to play by their rules. And with this IPO that's happening and all this sort of stuff, they're going to give 
and throw more barriers in, in front of you. And they've already started doing it with their automated email templates that you can do, you know, the, uh, within the Airbnb platform now. They're going to start doing that more and more and more. With a direct booking, and this is the big, again, another thing that gets thrown at me is that just because a direct booking doesn't mean they can't cancel. 100% not. Not a chance at all. But you've got the ability to be human, pick up the call and go, listen, Matt, I totally understand lockdown happening right now or all the things that's going on right now. If you need to cancel and if you need the money, 100%, I will refund you in full right this second. But, and, you, and, this, is, and this is where 2020 is showing anything, you've just got to be more human. Just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. If you show humility and you just say, listen, you know, we are getting so many cancellations if you can do me one big favor and instead of canceling let's change it we'll change it to any date in the future and i'm more than happy to to move it at any point in the future uh we'll give you credit um literally we will do that for you and also as well we'll, we'll do x y and z what you find now is that again people always assume that nobody has money if you look at the guests that have been booking since July, when lockdowns were started to, 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 to um, lower to now, the majority of the people are booking are the ones that are earning middle to high class wages. And as well, a lot of them now are the ones that are traveling due to work. So they are doing the workcation. So these are people that are self-employed that maybe live in a big city, especially in America. This workcation thing is going crazy. So much so, Airbnb are changing their algorithm and changing their filters to include Wi-Fi speeds because they know that this is the thing that so many people are, are, are looking for right now. So the people that are booking have the money. They have the money right now. So let's not assume that nobody has money just because of what you read in, in, in the media. You know, If you just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them, then you have that ability. You don't get that with Airbnb. You don't get that with booking.com. You don't get that when you build your house on someone else's land. So this is why it's really important. Yeah. One thing I, I want to touch on, because I know we're getting later into the interview, I want to touch on... so. We've got the website set up. We're all set now for the direct bookings. <clears throat> I think a lot of people have this fear around how do I get people to my site? So we don't have to go into like super detail, but what are some of the different strategies that you have seen that work well? I know the Instagram ability thing is huge and setting up those, but is there some that you're seeing right now that are kind of trending on the rise? I, I am more than happy to give you loads and loads and loads. But yeah, let's just go to the ones that are going to work right now because I want everybody to be packed off with short-term wins. So one of the big uh, things that's come out of 2020 is that everybody is online, even more than what they were before. It was crazy when Italy was one of the first countries in Europe to go into lockdown. A week after they went into lockdown, the report came out that I think the internet increase was about 70%, which is insane. So everybody has got one of these all the time. And everybody was on lockdown. All over the world, there's been different forms of lockdown. You have to stay inside or whatever. I'm in Spain. It's still a bit crazy. But again, what it means is that people have been on this so much. And once you start getting on this thing more and more, it's hard to shake it, right? And where do people go when they're bored? Facebook. Everyone's <laughs> on Facebook. And one part of Facebook has really taken off this year, which is Facebook groups. Now, you may be going, well, Facebook groups, I thought that's where you sell stuff. No, 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 no. There are Facebook groups for every niche. Just try it right now. Well, we're talking in a hospitality group. There is groups for um, Lord of the Rings or freaking knitting or whatever it is. I don't watch TV anymore. So, but, you know, you get my point. There's a Facebook group for every niche, like hobby, whatever. You know what I mean? So what you need to do is I would right now go into Facebook. So go in the top left-hand corner of Facebook. There's a search bar and type in where your units are, your properties are, type in the local area, so Boston or wherever it may be. Type in, type in just the location, and then you get to filter it. You'll see pages, blah, 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 blah. One's groups, click on groups, and you will see tons of groups in your local area. Try and join either a business networking one, try and join um, one of these for sale groups, whatever it may be, like photography or whatever it is. Join one of them, save it, as a note on your phone, save it on a Google sheet, whatever. Then go and find a niche. So boutique hotel, or it could be family friendly, dog friendly, uh, solo travelers, whatever it may be, by the beach. Find a group in your city or your county, your state or your country, all right? A niche, join that. And then what you're going to do next 
is you're just going to go and find a, a wider area one. So obviously in England, this may be a bit easy because these county ones are not as big. Like states in America, like Texas is frigging huge. You know, you can fit like 13 whales in frigging, not, not like the animal, but the country whales in, in Texas. But you know what I mean? You can sort of pick out a larger area. By doing this, some of these groups will have 30,000 plus people in them, which is ridiculous. 30,000 people. If you could just fit 30,000 people in a room and you can got the ability to go, here's my business, it's phenomenally powerful, right? But we are so blasé and just going, ah, it won't work. But give it a go. And what you've got to do in these groups is you've got to become the go-to, otherwise known as the Cheers method. Do you remember the 80s TV sitcom Cheers? You know, Ted Danson, everybody knows his name, right? This is what you've got to start doing. Go into this group, literally spend five minutes a day in each of these groups and just answer questions because there's loads of questions in them because people don't realize that Google exists. And, and then, you know, you, can't <laughs> Google, you can Google this question, but literally, you know, you, you, you know the people. I know the people, you know the people. They go in and they just type a question. Don't pitch what you do. Don't mention your property. Don't do any of that. Just give value, give support, just answer the question. And if you do it every day, five minutes a day, so I'm not asking for like hours. It's literally in the, in the, in the commercials of whatever TV or sports show you watch. You know what I mean? Do it for five minutes a day in free groups. And over the course of time, because you're showing up and you're giving guidance and answering questions and just being the go-to, what will happen is eventually there'll be that golden post where someone will come in and say, hey, I'm traveling from out of town. I'm coming into the area. Does anybody recommend a place to stay? And because you've been answering the questions, because you've been the person that's popping up loads and loads in the group, somebody will go, yeah, check out Mike. Mike's got a business, does, does this sort of thing. Go check him out. Now, the, the other key point to make is that you've got to go and optimize your personal profile on Facebook, 100%. The amount of people that don't do this is ridiculous. Now, yeah. everybody that's watching this, type in on, on, on Facebook so or in the URL bar. Type in FB, which is short for Facebook, fb.me forward slash Mr. Mark Simpson, M-R-M-A-R-K-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. Go on there and you try and tell me that I don't tell you instantly when you arrive on there what I do. It's, it's super clear. But the amount of people that are... It's like they're afraid to say that you've got a business in uh, and you're doing short-term rental. It's like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't want I don't want friends and family to know that I'm doing this. Bullshit. Put it up there. Be proud of it. You've got an amazing business. You are literally creating memories and experiences for people. Go and sort it. So you've got the ability to tag in your business page. You've got a little 200-character bio. Put it in there because you'll be amazed at how many people click on it. Even if they don't add you as a friend, you'll be amazed at how many people click on it. And if, and if you're one that really likes to keep business and personal separate, go and create another personal account and just add your mum, your dog, your wife or whatever. Keep this one as like your, treat it like a LinkedIn. Everybody's getting into this LinkedIn thing right now because they think that's where all the bookings are going. That's where all the people are heading to, but get it. I promise you change your profile, optimize it. So it adds in what you're doing, your business, your website or whatever, because if you become the go-to in these groups, People will click on your page and then they'll start to either send you a message or they'll go onto your website or they'll do X, Y, or Z. Now, if you're thinking, well, that's not going to work for me. That's what exactly what I did for the granary. If I told you about how we became the most followed page in the local area, I did that. Mm -hmm. And then that's exactly what I've done for Boostly. No, so and now it's amazing. You can, you There's so many groups. That's yeah, what I'm looking at right any, now. You can go into any hospitality Facebook group on Facebook. And I mean, anyone. And if you see somebody asking a question, who do you recommend to build a website? I guarantee you in every single one of those posts, my name will get mentioned because I've done exactly that. I've not gone in to sell. I've not gone in to be spammy. I've not gone in to go, hey, check out my YouTube video or I can do this. I've just gone in and helped support and do all the things. I've got people that come on board, uh, website clients, because again, we've got really good rates because I'm not in this for a Lamborghini. I don't care for cars. I drive a Peugeot frigging Rifter. You know, I don't want to be that guy with the garage where I say, hey, look at all this. I don't do it for the money. I literally do it because I've got this stupidly big goal to get these OTAs to start to give us uh, a little bit more credit for what we're doing here. And so because of that, I don't charge stupid rates. I charge reasonable rates because I've been on the other side of the table. I've been the, the host who's trying to you know, back in 2012, trying to get a website or getting help and training. And I've got some guy on the other end of the phone saying, yeah, that'll be $10,000, please. I'm like, what, what the hell? I'm a freaking bed and breakfast in the middle of North Yorkshire. You know what I mean? 
So because of doing and your energy is and your energy is infectious, right? Like people, people can feel when you're being authentic, like at the end of the day, like people, whether it's your guests, whether it's people that you're trying to help, what like people feel authenticity, like our BS radars, radars through the roof, because we've all, we've all seen that kind of stuff. And like for you, like, I mean, this episode, you guys are going to want to put this on repeat and watch it like four or five times because Mark has literally second one. We're going to have a hundred percent. Uh, and I'll one thing I want to, th- please get one- me back. I, I would love to. And one thing I want to throw out real quick, because I, I do want to be respectful of your time because we got about three minutes left is uh, we are working. I've reached out to Mark. We're working on putting together a virtual summit in Q1 of 2021, thinking probably mid to late January. We're still finalizing some dates and some things, but Mark is definitely going to be there. Like he's such a, a wealth of knowledge. And as you can tell, man, like he's super giving, um, love his energy. Like he's super passionate about the industry. So we'll link up all his contact info, all the Boostly stuff is YouTube page in the show notes. You guys definitely want to check that out. And then Mark, uh, we got two minutes. I want you to answer the final question. What is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? You know, I, I did know this was coming. I did know it was coming because I do <laughs> listen to the episodes. It's, it's super simple. And I've said it already. Don't build your house on someone else's land. It's, it's, the, it's the key, 100% the key. And, you know, you may be there thinking now, thinking, how do I get started? It's super clear. Well, I tell you what, go to boostly.co.uk forward slash forward slash five steps. Just put that in. It'll take you to a page. Now, what I've done is I've created five key ways for free on how you can increase your direct bookings. It includes Google, email marketing, um, website, um, uh, and a couple of other things I can't have top of my head. It literally, I show you how to do each one of them. I had uh, uh, somebody, a bed and breakfast owner in uh, Blackpool message me two weeks ago, said she did that. She did the Google tactic and it worked within 48 hours. So literally go in. And like I said, right at the very start, just implement one thing, just do one thing. Cause I've thrown a lot at you because I do like to make sure that everybody gets at least one thing from this, do one thing and you'll be sound, whatever it may be. And everything that I show you is free. All these tactics and tips are free. Don't cost you any money. And if they do, it's very little because at the end of the day, you can take the boy out of Yorkshire, but you can't take Yorkshire out of the boy. You know, I'm, from, I'm a son of a Yorkshire farmer. You know what I mean? So we don't like spending money. So again, everything that I show you will not cost you, not cost you much money or free. Dude, I, I love that. And th- I can't thank you enough. Like this has yeah. been one of the most info packed episodes we've ever had. So you have outdone yourself, leveled up this show, truly appreciate it. And we will definitely have you back. What time okay. is it there, by the way? I know we got to wrap up in 30 seconds, but you're oh, over in space. So I'm, I'm on the eight o'clock. I'm sound. I'm good. All right. I am good. Thank you very much. But no, I've loved it. Thanks for getting me on. And, you yeah, know, I, I, uh, I'm glad that there's been, uh, I really hope there's takeaways. If anybody has got a takeaway, just email me. Let me know. Let me know what your takeaways. I love getting emails. I love getting messages to say, I listened to you on here. And this was what I took away. So please, please get in touch. Don't feel like you can't get in touch. I love it, brother. Thank you again for being here. And we will talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.